Amen. Let's continue standing. Let's be praying. Father, we praise and glorify your holy name, God. Thank you so much for this day, Lord. That once again, we can receive from you, Lord. We will receive right now a seed, Lord God, that is not corruptible, O oh Lord. A seed that will be planted right into our very hearts, O oh Father. We believe, Lord God, that our, our, our labor to be here will never be in vain, O oh Lord. And the yeah, word yeah. you have sent to us, Lord Jesus, will not go back to you in vain, O oh Lord, because it will produce a fruit in us, O oh Lord. We declare, Lord, after this service, Lord Jesus, we will be able to kill every giant that stands our way in the name of Jesus. Because, Lord, you will prevail. You will overcome, O oh God. Even, Lord, I pray, God, that you hold, Lord God, everyone's thought and heart captive before you, Lord. That we will not be, Lord Jesus, we will not be attacked by the enemy, Lord God. That our attention will just be on you. Even we declare your blood, Lord, to be upon this place. We declare, Lord Jesus, your warning angels, Lord, to surround this place right now that no weapon of the enemy shall ever prevail even god i pray for your anointing to flow unto me lord jesus i humble myself before you lord it is you that will be heard today not me father i give you all the glory and the praise in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. can we give god a clap of praise before you sit down do you know the person next to you yes do you know his name look at him look at him tell him hi I would like to introduce myself to you. Tell this. You know what? You know what? I am, I am a giant killer. A giant killer. After this service, After this service I, will be I will be a giant killer. A giant killer. Amen. Amen. So right now, let's all be seated. You want to become a giant killer? Yeah, just before we get into the word, we've read, we've read already the, the passage. Is it familiar? What story was it all about? Was it about whom? Goliath. David and Goliath. And I believe every one of us knows the story of David and Goliath. Amen? Amen. Every one of us are familiar about that. But also, I hope and I pray that no matter how familiar those are, you will never get to become familiar with it, that you will not have any revelations about it anymore. Amen. Today, you will learn something new. Tell the person next to you, I will learn something new. And let me just ask. Let's, uh, let's avoid from standing because we want God to be the center of our focus. Amen? Amen? If you can just hold it before going back to, before going to the toilet, hold it because you might miss something wow. that God has prepared wow. for you just because Amen. you went out. Amen? Amen. Amen? So are you willing and are you ready to listen? Are you still there? Amen. Once again, we would like to know who came for the very first time in Lorient, Dubai. Can we see the hands of those who visited us for, for the first time? Can we give them a big hand? Once again, welcome to Lorient. Welcome. This is your spiritual family, and we want you to know that we are blessed that you are here. And for our first timers, we always say this you are our VIP. Should you need anything, you can tell the ushers, the ladies, the, the, the gentlemen in red. You will be treated in a very special way because I believe God, Jesus, the heaven celebrates whenever someone goes back to Him. Amen. As He celebrates, we also want you to know you're in the right place at the right time. If you're sitting next to the first timer, tell Him you are our VIP. Amen. Anyways, before we just go into the Word, can you remember where, what was put in the head of Jesus when He was crucified? 
I believe nothing happened and just as an accident. Everything happened for a reason. Amen? Amen. Jesus did not die on the cross so that you would feel pity for him. God doesn't need your pity. Everything that happened there happened for a reason. Why they placed crown of thorns on your head? Because the battle is in the head. Are you there? Because sometimes you're not even in the battle yet, but in the head, you're already defeated. That's why once and for all, Jesus wanted us to be cured from that. He placed a thorn on your head. Because I believe that every drop, just one drop of Jesus can do something. And there was no accident that his head was having blood so that your head can be healed. Are you there? Because it's so hard to fight when in your head you already lose. It's so hard to fight. It's so hard to go to an interview when in your head you already said, I can't. Are you there? And he was crucified in a place called Golgotha, which literally means the place of skull. I believe God wants to do a mind shift to you today. Amen. The other person next to my mind will shift. So here we get to see, we get to read the story of David. That this David, a young teenage man, was able to defeat his Goliath. Do you have a Goliath? Do you have a Goliath? Do you have a nine-foot ugly Goliath in front? (laughs) Every one of us may have a Goliath that no one knows of. Your Goliath may not be my Goliath. Some will have a Goliath of financial troubles. Some will have a Goliath of self-identity. Some will have a Goliath of acceptance. Everyone's going through a battle. That's why today, God wants you to know that you are a giant killer. Amen? So that's why we entitled this message as the Lord reigns. I am a giant killer overcoming life's struggles. Amen? I think we all owe God an apology because sometimes we have misjudged the things that He places in front of us. I think we, go, we owe God an apology because if He makes us go through something, sometimes we think, God is mad at me. Are you there? Sometimes when you're in pain, in trouble, you will say, maybe God hates me, maybe God doesn't love me anymore. You reject your own self. Are you there? But I believe that God, whatever He allows to happen in our lives, has a reason. Are you there? Because everything works together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Amen. And I believe God has made a substantial deposit inside you. Do you have a deposit? Amen. I remember Bishop Clayton said, when you have a deposit, you can demand. Amen. Because you have a deposit. I cannot demand something I haven't deposited into. So God has deposited something in you. Therefore, He has the right to demand something from you. Amen. Are you there? Because God has deposited something in you, it must come out. But how does it come out? Sometimes... 
God allows you to go through a tough time to break out the outer shield so that the inner power can come out. Sometimes you have to go through a difficult situation just for you to be broken on the outside so that the inside can actually get out. Because when you're in a tough time, you'll never know how strong you are. Have you been in a fire? Have you ever been in a house that's having fire? No. When they will shout, fire, fire, so no, you don't, you can't even lift a fridge. But during fire, you can. Uh (laughs) Are you there? You can, because fire, oh, just lift this up. When a dog runs after you, you'll never realize how fast you can run. (laughs) Are you there? Because sometimes you have to be in a situation so that that inner power in you can come out. And up until God doesn't put you in that place, that will just be a potential energy. My potential ka hanggang potential na. That's why God doesn't want to see a potential wasted power. He wants it just to come out. Are you there? Are you there? Sometimes you have to change your minds and situations. Why don't I have a job yet? Because maybe there's a creativity that God wants to steer in you. Because God said, why are you waiting for a job interview when I decide you to be an investor yourself? You have to be, why Lord? You have to be broken on the outside when it breaks and then that inside when it comes out. There you go. Amen? Amen. This is a two-part series. I'll finish it next week. Be sure you're here next week. Amen? Amen. We'll start it now. We'll end it next week. Okay? It says here, sometimes the difficult times are orchestrated to break our outer shell. And that's Paul, how he understood things. You know Paul. He has been through much. The Paul, the Saul who was persecuting Christians before, became Paul, and after that, life became so quote unquote messy for him. He got shipwrecked, imprisoned, scourged, bitten by a snake, went not having any food, but he never complained. And he understood that because he said, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. An earthen vessel means. It's like an earthen vessel. Have you seen an earthen vessel? Have you seen the clay pot? It came from the earth. It came from the soil. Inside that pot is a power. It may just be an earthen vessel, but what's more important is what's inside it, not what's outside it. The person next to you may be looking so regular, ordinary, but you just don't know what's inside that person. Amen? Are you there? Because I believe in this place, great missionaries are born. That in this place, great businessmen are born. That in this place, great pastors are being prepared. Watch and see. Are you there? It says there, 
that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death. Are you ready for it? For he who live for him are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Sometimes God makes you through something that you think you can't handle. Because I have a good news for you. You can't handle that on your own. Sometimes God has to put you into something that you will really need Him of. Are you there? So that's why when I'm going through a tough time, as the song says, well, uh, the, what this is this, the yes Lord, yes Lord, trading my sorrow. I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Because you may destroy this, but the Jesus inside me, that you can't touch. And then he therefore concludes by saying, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Tell the person next to you, don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. If you're in a situation that you are renewed, no matter what happens on the outside, what will matter is what will happen on me on the inside. Amen? Because it says here, more than what is happening to you on the outside, it's the change that is happening on you on the outside, in the inside. During tough times, that's the time that you pray so hard. At least I became prayerful. At least I became more faithful. There are times that God makes you go through tests. And that's the time that you learn how to really depend on Him. That's why at the end of the day, you can still say, Thank you, Lord. Amen. Can you say, Thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. And it also says here, We always say that greater is He that is in me than He who is in the world. But how do we allow that greatness to come out? Once again, because you need to go through a series of giants. Amen. Amen. Imagine your giants now, not me. <laughs> Imagine how big your giants are. And it says here in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, 8, And lest I shall be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. This was Paul saying, I have a thorn in the flesh. I have a burden. I have a struggle. I'm telling God, can you take this away? <coughs> Do you have that situations as well? Lord, can you take me away from this? I can't take this anymore. Please. But sometimes, it's like God is just looking at you and smiling and not saying anything. Have you experienced that? Yeah. You're praying to a God who just looks at you. Have you ever asked for, for money from parents and they just looked at you this? 
or ask your manager for salary and they just look at you at this. <laughs> you know what God replied? How God replied to Paul? And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That Lord, sometimes God doesn't take it away because God believes that there's going to be a process that will happen because of that. Amen? So, that is why we go through difficulties, persecutions, trials, because these are uniquely designed to break our outer man. Are you there? Now we're going back to David. Do you believe that David has something inside that no one knows about until he faced Goliath? Until he faced Goliath. They never knew that he could become a giant killer until he met a giant. Are you there? You will never know that you're a giant killer until you meet your giant. Once again, do you have a giant today? Do you have a giant? What are your giants? Secret. (laughs) But God is telling you this. David, there is something in him, but he had to go through something so that that something can come out. Anointing of David happened in 1 Samuel 16. Do you know the story? And the, the daughter and the sons of Jesse, they were all called. Samuel was beginning to say, I will, God is telling me to pick a king. He will anoint a king on this place. And there goes the sons of Jesse, eldest to the youngest. And everybody thought that it would be the eldest because he's the most that looks like one. He stands like one, smiles like one, body like one. But he just thought that he's the one. Samuel, can you just imagine the, Samuel? No. Just passed him by. No. No. Until he went to the teenager guy. You're the king. Because God doesn't look at this. God looks at this. Even when you sing? Though it's really good that you sing good. But it's more than the singing. It's what's what's in here. Because God doesn't need entertainers. He needs worshipers. That's why God picked David. What happened when David was picked as a king? Did he become king right away? He went back to shepherding the sheep. Can you imagine that? You will be the king of Israel. Sure, why not? I'm going to go back. Because the kingship didn't happen right away. What happened after the anointing was that David was sent to the place where there is battle because that is where he will meet his Goliath. Have you had a promise from God and it seems, Lord, alam ko promise mo yun, but why is it not happening yet? Because he had to go through something yet because you need to be a giant killer. Tell the person next to you, I am a giant killer. Do you know how big Goliath is? Do you know how big Goliath is? Do you know how tall I am? 6'2". Not obvious, yeah? <laughs> Let me show you how tall Goliath is. I did not save it. You know Shaquille O'Neal? 
He's somewhere in seven. Goliath is nine foot something. So Goliath, I'm like two thirds of Goliath. At 30% of my height, there's Goliath. That's how big Goliath is. Why is Pastor Tol telling about talking about how big Goliath is? I have to tell you this. Because God will want to tell you, no matter how big your Goliath is, one thing's for sure, it will come down. Yay! It will come down. It will come down. Are you there? So no matter how tall it is, it may be bigger and larger or larger than life, but one thing is for sure, today, you will kill your Goliath. Amen? Because you are a... Giant killer. You are a what? Giant killer. So let's see right now what are the characteristics of a giant killer. Let's do a checklist. Amen? So it says here, giant killer, see what? Promises. Instead of? Promises. Giant killers see promises instead of problems. It says here, when David came, the soldiers were so afraid of Goliath because they saw him as a problem. There on the other side, a Philistine was standing at nine feet tall, taunting them, mocking them. And all the soldiers who looked like soldiers were really afraid. Are you there? Because Goliath, even though before he fought, he was playing with their minds. In their minds, they're already losing. You cannot fight when in your mind, you're already losing. But David, when he came, he saw a promise. Soldiers saw Goliath. David saw Goliath. They were looking at the same Goliath. But they were looking at it from a different point of view. I sent Paolo a picture. Can we just look at this? Sorry. Let's just look at this photo right now. You're looking at what photo? A frog and a horse. A frog and a horse. But you're looking at the same photo. A frog and a horse. Because if I tilt this downwards, the frog becomes the horse. Is it clear? Because this is the nose of the horse. Sorry. This is the eye of the horse. This is the hair of the horse. Yeah? And this is the eye of the frog. This is the river of the frog. This is the background of the frog. Same picture. Exactly the same picture, but I'm looking at it on a different perspective. Is it clear? I may be looking at the same situation, but I may see a frog and not a horse. I may look at the same situation, others may see a problem, but I see a promise. When trials come, I may see it as a difficult time, but others will be so excited because they see a promise. You don't have a house right now? Some will see it as a problem. Some will see it's a promise. If you're not in a relationship yet, some will say that's a problem. But some will say there's a promise. Are you there? may be in the same situation but what is very different is how you look at it the same Goliath but because the soldiers were not seeing a promise they were so afraid maybe we're looking at the same problem but because I believe I will not be afraid can you not be afraid 
Can you not be afraid? Can you not be afraid? How big is your problem? How big is your promise? Are you there? It says here, the king, the king saw himself and the soldiers were hiding and running away from Goliath because they saw a problem. Goliath was there, they would always run away. But David was there, he would run towards Goliath, not away from Goliath. Because sometimes, mas magaling tayong tumakbo pala yun. But you didn't know that should you have passed that test, your promise was actually behind it. But you were running away from it. And then you're having an emo moment. Fuck it, Lord. Are you there? It says here, David saw Goliath nine feet tall. And he began to say, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? But, let's put it in Tagalog. Sino ba tong supot na higanting to? Are you there? Call me anything, just don't call me that. Yeah? Yeah? But he was so confident and he was so bold. Can you imagine the macho men? We were so afraid. And then there's this kid. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know why he said this uncircumcised Philistine? Because he knows what the, what the importance of circumcision is. You remember that God promised something to Abraham? That whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And Abraham began to ask, what is my assurance that you will do this, God? Go through the ritual of circumcision. Because that will be my covenant to you. And David knew that. David knew that there was a covenant made with him by God. And Goliath didn't have that. Do you believe that God made a covenant with you? Do you believe that they're the recipient of that covenant? That whoever blesses you shall be blessed. And whoever curses you shall be cursed. And that no one can stand against you. Do you believe in that promise? That's why David wasn't afraid. Because he knew God is on my side. What shall, be, what shall I be afraid of? Your problem? One thing's for sure. God is not on its side. Why be afraid? If you know that God has covenanted and has promised with you something, then why would you be afraid? If God says so, then it's so. Are you there? Because when God says something, it comes along with an anointing. Are you there? It says here, David knew that God was on his side and not on Goliath's side. So no matter what the issue is, no matter what the problem is, you have something that the enemy cannot handle. The enemy can't handle you because the power of God is inside you. But sometimes you don't believe on that. Are you there? Let me just share a quick story. When God told me that my wife will be my wife, when God told me that my wife will be my wife I was actually doing my devotionals and praying on my knees we were just friends then she has a boyfriend we didn't have attraction we're friends 
But God clearly put in my mind that this will be your wife. And I said, how? I don't want to be a third wheel. I don't want to be the contravida in the teleserie. But because God said so, and because God said so, God will make sure that whatever He promises to you will come to pass. Because I might see a problem. Lord, she has a boyfriend. God, how? And there was a time that we were not communicating for six months straight. But I remember because God said so. No matter the world will tell you, it won't. But if God says yes, it's yes. Because when God closes a door, the enemy can't open it. And when God opens a door, the enemy cannot close it. So whatever God is telling you that you'll be a millionaire, but then you look at your wallet right now, you just see five dirhams smiling at you. (laughs) The enemy would try to fool you and lose and defeat you in your mind and tell you it won't happen. Hello? But always remind yourself, but God said so. And he cannot dare break his promise because God is faithful to the promises that he gave. Are you there? When God tells you that you'd meet your forever and you look at your passport, you see your birthday, you began to cry. (laughs) But because God says so. When you look at your visa, it's expiring next week. And there's still no ring on the phone. And in every interview, you say you always hear the sweet words, we'll call you back. <laughs> but when God said so, I will hold on to it. Because I won't see a problem, I see a promise. Are you there? See that promise behind it. That's how you kill your giants. Because... <laughs> Wait. What you believe more than anything else makes the difference. What you believe in. That no matter what my situation is, I still believe God is good. God is still good. No matter my salary won't come on time, but God is still good. I may not have job yet, but God is still good. And I won't allow the enemy to play with my thoughts to begin questioning that because I end up becoming a soldier and not a king. Because a king sees a promise, not a problem. Are you there? Tell the person next to you, I see a promise. That's why you need to believe on it. It says here, And you he made alive who were dead in trespass and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Who's that? You know that that's the enemy. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So the word of the Lord says in Ephesians that the power of the enemy works in those who don't believe. Disobedience, the word also means believe in the Greek word. We have Bisaya here. Let me just use it. Because the word to'o, to'o in Bisaya could either mean believe or obey. 
believer be. If I tell you, tuo sa ako ah, believe me. Or tuo sa ako ah, follow me. Obey me. Tuo also means right. Tuo. Are you there? So, God is saying, when you have disobedience, you have disbelief. Are you there? When I have disobedience, I have disbelief. And wherever the area, there's disbelief, the enemy will set up his shop. Any area in your life that you can't afford to believe in, the enemy will set up his shop. Are you there? My wife was told that she was just having polycystic ovaries. But we chose not to believe on it. Because we said, God will do something about it. Amen. Two weeks after, she got pregnant. Amen. Because we don't allow unbelief to dwell in our hearts. And then we began to say, Lord, if my wife gets pregnant, I don't get salaries on time. My wife only earns this much. God, how? But then we again said, but whatever I'm giving you, always believe that that comes with anointing. And so our baby, I can say that she's so blessed. She's so blessed. And the moment God gave her to us, I just can't imagine the length, the, 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 how big God blessed us. You know what? I can't afford not to buy clothes for my baby anymore until she turns one. <laughs> because I had to go to Pinas Cargo Express, get that jumbo and that bulilit and all her clothes. Because when God says so, He makes sure that He gives it. And then we began to think, so, Lord, how, how are you going to do it? But God is just like, just believe in me. Even her feeding bottles are already given. Her toys, swimsuits, sunglasses, <laughs> even the things you don't ask. Strollers, cribs, blender. Because God said so. Because God said so. That you don't begin to look at what's in front of you but above you because He sees everything and He knows what you need. That's why if you want to become a giant killer, see the promise, not the problem. Are you there? And it also says here, do you remember this? There's a story of a father who brought his son to Jesus because he was having an illness and this is what the father said. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. But he goes on to say, Help my unbelief. Tagalog. Lord, naniniwala ako. Pero tulungan mo pagdududa ko. <laughs> Maybe the father believed enough to bring Jesus to bring the child to Jesus but not believe enough that Jesus can heal the son. I may believe enough to come to church, but not believe enough that I can be changed. I believe enough to go to the prayer meetings, but not believe enough that I can come out of my struggles. 
That's why God said, help me with my unbelief. Because Lord, the truth is, there's still an area in my life that I can't dare believe. That me, I can do this. Lord, I can believe in other things, but not that. But this is also our declaration today. That Lord, I will not allow any unbeliefs in my life. Because I know, Lord, that any area in my life that has unbelief, the enemy will set up his shop on it. Can you believe? Amen. Can you believe? Amen. Are you a giant killer? Amen. Most people, what they do in times of troubles is this. They gaze at their problem. They begin to calculate. Negative And they begin to assess. They just look at their problems and then just look at God once in a while. Lord, help. But those who believe, they gaze at God. Awesome, Lord. Awesome. And then the problem, Wow, awesome, God. Because they know who to gaze onto and who to glance onto. Because whoever you look onto, that becomes your focus. Can you do this? Do this. Can you look at it? What happens to your background? Because you're gazing at this. Because you're gazing at this. When troubles come to you, learn who to focus on. Are you there? Are you there? And then the enemy will get so tired of bothering you. Because you can't be bothered. Because you know what? While others were saying, David, ano ka ba? Goliath is so big. Saan part? Why? Why he can't see Goliath as big? Because his focus was God. And when he looks at Goliath, malaki na yun sa'yo? Di nga. Because he knows the level of big is God. So I can't say I have a big problem. Because I know what big is. Big is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> Are you there? Are you there? Because every day of his life he goes to worship God. Awesome Lord. And then comes Goliath. Are you there? So when problems come in your way, are you there? Because I am a giant killer. Amen. David was running towards Goliath while everybody is walking away from him. David was anointed to be king. He knows that he will be a king. And Goliath was on the way. King, Goliath, David. If God said, I will be a king, and God anointed me for that, He also anointed me to kill this giant in front of me. Because He anointed me to become a king. Therefore, whatever stands my way, I can make it go away. Are you there? Are you up for a promotion? But then you have a struggle? If God... Are you there? Or are you up for a business but struggles just pile up in your way? 
And when you believe that you know that God really told you that you will have that business, God is also telling you this. So whatever I put on your way, I'm giving you power to pull that away. Because I promised you what I promised. Amen? So, because my God told me that my wife will be my wife, whatever comes the way, I can make it go. Because the power, the power that is working in me is not of me, but of God. So when God tells you that you will have a job, whatever comes in that way, you can make it go away. Are you there? Because David was saying, "Parang harang lang harang nito." Are you there? Take off that fog away from you. Sometimes a situation in this world can fog your view. But if you just decide to push through, and you know that God, because you said this, pinangako mo to, paninindigan mo to. Are you there? Just a disclaimer, ah. I did not become the third party. <laughs> you know what happened? God revealed to my wife to remove whatever will be blocking her. Ooh. <laughs> to remove whatever will block her from fulfilling the things that God has for her. When she opened her eyes, her boyfriend was in front of her. And God, and he just God said, just let go. Just let go. <laughs> we did not become we did not enter in a ring. They just broke up. This is it. <laughs> when you just can't, but you decide to wait. Because God knows whatever premature blessings might not become a blessing at all. If it may come too early, it might not really be a blessing. We waited for three years. And I was telling myself, because God said so, He will do it. Amen. Whatever God has promised you, the same God who did it in my life will be the same God who will do it in your life. Amen? Amen. Because we are giant killers. Amen? I don't care what your giant is, but if it's standing in the way against what God has promised you, you can handle it. Tell the person next to you, I can handle it. The bigger the giant, the bigger the reward. So don't set it on small giants. Lord, I'll just fix the small giants, God. Bigger giants? Wait, wait, wait. Give me time. Are you there? Don't choose small giants. You want small giants? Because no. those are fake giants. <laughs> oh, there are no small giants. Let me end with number two. Giant killers. Again, giant killers. You will always have bashers. You will always have haters. Because you cannot please the world. And it's not your responsibility to please the world. Celebrity on David was ready to kill the giant, but before that happens, he is attacked by the critics by none other than his own brothers. Sometimes, your biggest critics 
and your biggest discouragers are the people closest to your heart. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Am I talking sense to somebody? Yeah. Am I talking... Is, when, when, when I decided... I told my papa, Papa, I'll be a pastor. I decided to become a pastor. He told me, are you sick? <laughs> papa, I decided to serve the Lord. I was, oh, that's good. And he said, think things over. Maybe you're not just thinking well. <laughs> what? You want to become just a pastor? Just a? And you know why? When you stand your grounds and you don't allow critics to kill your dreams, they will see you fulfilling your dreams and they will begin to believe that it was God who gave you that dream. Because God will make sure that you stand for that dream. Amen? So it says here, they don't, they don't get discouraged by their, by their critics. When you're so on fire, you went home, you know what's going to be there? Sometimes inside the house will be firemen. You know what they do? They extinguish the fire. Are <laughs> you there? From church, I am a giant killer! I am a giant. You went home. Oh, then you're going to pay for Moment mo na, eh, no? Your decisive moment that it begin to tell you. Oh, tapos. Oh, tapos, may sahod ka. I am a giant killer. My God has prepared me forever for me. Nandiyan, parenta. Tapos. Jeez. But they don't get discouraged by their critics. You know what happened to David? Now, Eliab, his, father, his, his brother, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? <laughs> he was all there. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Then Eliab said, hui, hui, hui. Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Are you there? He was ready to fight. And then, let me remind you, shepherd. You're not a soldier, shepherd. Are you there? And then he will say, and with whom have you left those? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Gusto mo lang manood? May mato? Are you there? You know who has the right to hurt you? Those who you love. Because the person that you don't love can't actually hurt you. If people tell you, you're ugly, you're ugly. So? (laughs) So? But when you come home, your mother, ugly just arrived. (laughs) Are you there? It hurts, you know. It hurts. It's hurt. Are you there? So it says here, there are people who discourage you. Go to them and tell them, don't judge me from where I've been. Are you there? Tell the person next to you, don't judge me from where I've been. Are you there? Because when I told my classmates that I'm going to be a pastor, I was just hearing. Eh, sama nang ugali mo. 
but don't judge me from where I have been. Amen. Because I may have been through a tough time, a bad time, but God, my God is so powerful that He can change me that I can still become a giant killer. Amen. Amen? So don't judge me from where I've been. These are examples. Jesus, He could perform miracles everywhere except for His own hometown because people were discouraging Him. You know Joseph and the dreamer? He always dreams. One time he had a dream. He told his brothers, one day you will all bow down before me. You know what they did? Threw him in the well. Because when you have your dreams, people will begin to mock you. When you said you will be successful, people will begin to tell you, reality check nga, sis. <laughs> Baka sobrang ano na na. Lutang na lutang na. <laughs> And even Samuel, the, the mean David, when he said, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man, a man of war from his youth. When you walk by sight, you calculate everything But when you walk by faith, you open the door for God to do something. Amen? So don't get discouraged. Because most of the time, people will tell, those people who haven't killed a giant will tell you that it's impossible to kill one. Because they haven't had. And always remember this as I close. The true measure of a person is not by what they have but by what it takes to discourage them. Don't allow your situations to discourage you. Don't allow your giants to discourage you. Because giant killers, they stand tall and they stand strong. I've been through tough times. I've been through giants. But one thing I realized, giants don't live on the desert. Giants don't live on the desert. They live at Canaan. And you have a giant? That's God telling you you're not in the desert anymore. Amen. That you're in a promised land. Amen. That's why giants begin to appear. But always remember this. Giant killers, they see promise, not problems. Giant killers, they don't get discouraged by their critics. So I don't know what you may be going through right now. But one thing is for sure, God is telling you this. You are a giant killer. And right now, it's your time to kill that Goliath. Right now, it's, time, it's your time to kill that giant. Because God has anointed you to do that. Can we just all raise and stand on our feet?